Hello and welcome to the April 12th edition of the Fantasyland Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Shorten. Now, we are closing in on the last day of the week, but, and I'm probably going to jinx it a little bit here, but it's looking pretty good from my side. I look to, for the first time in the year, and I'm going through all my leagues as we're speaking, it looks as though I'm going to be seven and zip. Seven wins from seven leagues. And actually, no, that's a lie. Man, I'm going to be six and one. So, <laughs> damn, that's disappointing. I'm going to be six and one. I probably should edit that first bit out, but nobody gets time for that. I, yeah, I am going to lose in a league that I've only lost one game in all year. Some guy picked up Andre Drummond off the waivers, which was ridiculous, and he's going to um, beat me this week. I, yeah, do I stand a chance there? Does not look likely unless Hamadou Diallo is going to drop 40 assists in the last quarter. But, um, yeah, I'm still moving ahead, as I spoke about last week. I'm still moving ahead to what my final is going to look like. The The loss there is not going to impact too much. He still had the – well, he's now going to have the head-to-head over me, so it's not really going to affect too much. I am still focusing on what my matchups are going to look like, what waivers I can play in advance to, um, to start off really strongly and look at how to – I suppose, jump my opposition um, before they get a chance to jump me. So next week, I will talk about what the schedule for, uh, what is likely going to be the first round of the playoffs for most teams. It might not be for yours, so it might be a a bit of a mute point. But um, the week after next is going to be, for most leagues, the week one of the playoffs. So exciting times, nerve-wracking times. Hopefully, you're going to get there in a lot of your leagues. There are some that, I mean, that are going to be really close in terms of um, how the, the seeding is all, all going to lay out. I'm in one league where after this week, four through to eight is all going to be on the exact same win-loss draws. So it'll be interesting to see how that shapes up next week. But I uh, I did want to touch on a couple of the um, a couple of the the shutdown risks that I spoke about last week. So what you you will see, and there's ones that I didn't speak about. Um, which was the the tank in Toronto. So I know I spoke about Kyle Lowry, but it looks as though Toronto is going full tank. Uh, you saw Siakam get rested the other day. I think Van Fleet, they're going to take his, their time bringing him back. You saw OG Ananobi, he got rested today. What are they resting him for? Absolutely no reason. All they're doing is just prolonging the inevitable that they're not going to make the playoffs, which is exactly what they're doing. So um, keep an eye out for the likes of your Malachi Flynn's, your your Bembrys, your Ken Birches, um, those guys there, they're going to get a bit of a run as we end up the season. Um, I would also I would also keep an eye on the Pistons. There's only going to be maybe a couple of games left until they really start to turn their young players loose. So Jeremy Grant, um, Plumley, those guys are going to get sat. And as I mentioned last week, I'll be looking at your your Isaiah Stewart's, your, your Seiko Demboyes, your Hamadou Diallo's, they're, they're going to have to turn them loose eventually. So make sure that you're, if somebody has dropped them, then make sure that you are picking them up. Um, now onto the waiver wire part of the podcast. So this is going to be a relatively short one as I am, I don't really have too much to say in terms of the, the shutdown risk that obviously both, 
the real life and the trade deadline in fantasy have passed. Um, injuries, uh, if they're injured at this point of the year, then they're probably going to be injured through the end of the year, uh, unless you're looking at a an Anthony Davis who's probably due back next week, a LeBron James who's still a couple of weeks off. Um, then you, you're probably going to, unfortunately, going to have them sitting in the, the IR for a little bit. So, as always, whenever I'm looking at my waiver wires, I look at the the top players that I want to be streaming for this coming week. Um, that's for pretty much for all categories, not specific to to one or two. I'm looking at 40% and under ownership on ESPN, and I am looking at the players who have recently been playing really well, ones that have got opportunity through injury, through buyout, um, through tanking. I'm also looking at people who have got the hot hand and ones that you should ride, um, as well as a schedule as well. So this week, the number one that I've got, and he is somebody who I have been waiting patiently um, to to pick up. He's somebody who, once Ken Birch got traded away, uh, Wendell Carter Jr., he is not much chop. Uh, he's somebody that I'm going to be picking up pretty much wherever I can, and that is Mo Bamba. So Mo Bamba, he is... He's playing some really, really, really nice basketball at the moment. He, for the season, if you look at his season stats, there's certainly nothing to write home about. But over the the last week or so, um, even today's game, so we're looking at the last four, you've gone 11 points, 19, 14, 21 points. Um, you've got uh, four, eight, six, and five rebounds. You've got blocks of two, three, and one in there. Turns the ball over. One, one in a bit of game. Doesn't really still doesn't really give you any assists, but he is getting more and more opportunity. He puts up a couple of threes as well. Like over the last seven days, 14.7 points, 1.7 blocks, six rebounds, 2.3 triples, 70% from the line at 3.3 shots per game, which is not going to kill you. And five, um, 55% from the field off nine shots a game. Again, not going to make or break you on such low volume, but what you should be looking at there, two and a half triples a game, nearly nearly two blocks per game. Orlando for their upcoming schedule. I think they've got four games this week coming up. Let me have a quick look. Um, I should have been more prepared and had that in front of me, but yeah, Orlando have four games this week. They don't have any back-to-backs, which I find a little bit annoying. Uh Seeing as I like to to stream players, so if they've got a double, then put them in for that. Drop them if I need to to pick somebody else up. Orlando this week they've got game on game off um, for the entire week. So San Antonio off at Chicago, off at Toronto or Tampa Bay, off and then um, at home to Houston. So look, I, I really like Mo Bamba. I think he's going to have a really strong end to the year as well. Orlando aren't playing for anything. They are. They're pretty boring, they're not very good, and they need to find something to write home about in the offseason. So I think Mo Bamba could be one of those guys who, if he keeps going the way he's going, he could certainly be a league winner or be up there for one of those sort of players. The second one I got on my list, he is a player who has been in and out of my teams all year. I'm still not 100% sold on him just because they've got a somewhat deep team at the uh, at the forward slots but we're looking at Patrick Williams here. So Patrick Williams, he's been getting huge minutes. He, I spoke about him earlier in the year. He has got a uh, an NBA-ready body, 
Um, Chicago took him very, very early in the draft, surprising most people. I think they took him at, what, four or five maybe? Maybe not that high, but he is NBA ready. He is going to be really, really strong in the defensive stats. Over the last seven days, he's been going at 1.8 steals per game, just shy of 10 uh, points per game. He's not going to get you much else. He's going to shoot the ball pretty well, but he does it on a pretty low um, low shots per game. He's only have, putting up six shots per game, making three. So that's all right. Um, four rebounds. So there's not much else except for steals. So if you need somebody who is going to be um, getting heap of opportunity coming up, someone who's already had a heap of opportunity and they're going to keep that going throughout the rest of the year. Chicago play four games this week as well. I would be looking at... Patrick Williams as somebody to pick up for those defensive numbers. Uh, he's owned in uh, 16% of leagues as well on ESPN. Mo Bamba's only owned in 8.6% of leagues, which is crazy. I think he should be owned in oh, should be owned in like 30% of leagues, if not more. Uh, Patrick Williams, probably about right at 16%. The next one on my list, and he's somebody who watching him play is a little bit confusing. Um why he doesn't do better is also a little bit confusing. Like I, I love the way that he plays. I like the way he goes about it. He is, he's very hit and miss. Um, he's been in and out of my side because of that. Um, and that's Alexei Pokachevsky. So he's a, he is sore. I think he'll be okay. Um, but yeah, he, he puts up a lot of shots. He, doesn't necessarily make a lot of shots, um, but over the last two weeks, he's been playing close to 30 minutes a game. He has only been shooting it at 41% from the field, five uh, field goals made, a half of those are triples. So he is going to, like any rookie, he is going to be um, on and off. He's going to be hot and cold. But there is a lot to like about there. If you got him in a dynasty league, I would be absolutely, um, I'd be jumping for joy. He looks really good. He looks prime for the future. He's going at 14 points per game over the last 15 days. He does turn the ball over a little bit, but just under a block, half steal, um, four and a half rebounds, two and a half triples. As I said, the shooting is not necessarily there but massive, massive, massive upside. And he's also really fun to watch. He shouldn't be getting around the court as well as he does, given that he's a seven-foot lanky man. Um, but yeah, Pokachevsky, he is somebody that I really like going towards the end of the year. Okay, see, they've got a four-game week as well. So they have the first day off, so tomorrow off. Then they have a double header. So you get half of his games this week in the first three days. So if you don't like him or he hasn't done anything for you, then I'd be dropping him. Um, he is, as I said, going to be hot and cold. So in the double header, hopefully you can catch him for one of the good games. Um, but yeah, I, I do like him. If you're in a deeper league, I do like him for the uh, rest of the season value there as well. Now, Grayson Allen, I've got next. Grayson Allen is, um, if you were to Google Grayson Allen and you would Google his low lights, you see a lot of tripping and that coming from, um, an AFL background, I don't love. I think it's a really low way to play sport. Um, and it, it certainly doesn't win you any friends. But over the last seven days, you can't really ignore the fact that he's making buckets. He's been going at nearly 16 points per game, two and a half rebounds, three assists, just under a steal, half a block. He 
has been playing really, really, really well. Um, nearly 30 minutes per game, 92% from the line, 42% from the field, only one turnover as well, two and a half triples. I mean, Memphis are okay. Memphis are okay. He's, uh, I, I keep on banging the drum for um, De'Anthony Melton like a lot of people do who have got basketball podcasts and who are really looking at the statistics behind how good De'Anthony Melton is. But, I mean, they're playing Grayson Allen at the moment, so ride him while he's hot. He is going to be – he's going to make some shots. He's going to miss some shots, almost similar to Pokachevsky in terms of numbers. Given the two, I would definitely be riding um, Pokachevsky because of, obviously, the opportunity there. There is uh, very little depth at that spot for them. Uh, Grayson Allen, he's competing with your, your Tyus Joneses, your DeAnthony Mellons, your Dylan Brooks, those sort of guys. So um, if you if you need some triples, you need some points, Grayson Allen is the man to go to, but I wouldn't be looking at him for too much outside of that. Now, the other one is we're looking at Jalen McDaniels, uh, not his brother Jaden. We're looking at Jalen McDaniels because through injuries, through opportunity, um, Jalen McDaniels has been doing some pretty remarkable stuff over the last three games. He's been averaging, um, he's been averaging thirty points. Sorry, thirty points. No, he is not. He's been averaging thirty minutes per game, putting up about sixteen points per game. So. Not too dissimilar to Grayson Allen in that he's putting up numbers. I do like Jalen McDaniels because there is a massive opportunity there in Charlotte. Biombo seems to be out of favor. Um, Gordon Haywood is injured. He's still going to be injured for probably still another month. So they're going to let Jalen McDaniels play. They're going to let him shoot through his slumps. They're going to let him try and put up some buckets. He's going at 62% from the, the field over the last seven days, which... I know it was a small sample size, but he looks really good. To the eye test, he looks really good. He he gets around the court well. He does a little bit of everything, just under a block, a steal a game, uh, three assists, 4.3 rebounds, 1.73s, 67% from, from the line, and as I mentioned, 61, 62% from the field on 16 points per game. He is only in 11.7% of leagues. Um, that That's probably fair. Um, I, I think that that will go up um, over the next couple of Charlotte games, um, and rightfully so. He he's got the opportunity, and when you're looking at waivers, you, opportunity is absolutely key. If they're playing minutes, chances are they're going to be putting up numbers. Unless you're somebody like a, I don't know, a Tony Snell, or that's probably about it. Um, that just run around the court and make money. Um, Jalen McDaniels, he, he's certainly going to get his minutes and he's certainly going to do some stuff with them as well. And then the last one I've got on there is almost a bit of a security blanket for Kevin Love. Um, he's not one that I've seen float around too much of the traps, but I really do like the look of Dean Wade. He is getting minutes. Over the last seven days, he's been playing nearly 35 minutes a game, which is crazy. Um, yes, that is part due to because um, Larry Nance Jr. is out injured. Kevin Love's back though. So you've certainly got two people in that position. So you you look at whenever Larry Nance comes back and the eventual um, the eventual Kevin Love shutdown, Dean Wade's still going to be getting his minutes. I really like the sort of stuff that he's doing. So over the last seven days, he's been 
putting up, I mean, it says that he's been putting up 10 points per game. But if you look at the last three games that he's played, 12 points, 14 points, 21 points, four, six, and six in the rebound column, three, two, and two in the assist, two, one, and three in the steals column. Um, getting a couple of blocks every so often, not really turning the ball over. Cleveland are not very good. Cleveland are a horribly run association. Uh, sorry. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're just, they're not good. Words are escaping me about how bad Cleveland are, but there's a reason that LeBron left them twice. And it's not just because he couldn't win championships. It's because they just could not get it done on either side of the court. Um, Dean Wade is, he's definitely going to be somebody who gets opportunity. He's going to be somebody who I would be looking at. If you see a Kevin Love shut down, you see Larry Nance Jr. He gets shut down. He's Larry Nance is not exactly young, so he could certainly get shut down. He's been injured in parts throughout this year. So if he gets shut down as well, Dean Wade is the man who is going to be getting a lot of the usage. Colin Sexton, he has been missing time. Darius Garland, he's been missing time. So their opportunity is going to be there for these young guys to really show whether or not they're worth a spot in the next year, two years, three years as they rebuild. So have a look at Dean Wade as somebody else on the waiver wire. 2.3% of owned him. I, I really like him. So if you've got a really deep league, I would probably be grabbing him. Otherwise, that is it for me. Good luck to everybody who's finishing up their week 16. Good luck in week 17. Obviously, we are encroaching on finals. So if you're looking at any sort of matchups, if you're looking at what sort of players to pick up, to really cement your final spot and how aggressively you should go. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Instagram at Mark Fantasyland. Until next time, don't forget to rate and subscribe.